do design decisions involve value judgments? Andy Halliwell has gone and posted this question on LinkedIn as part of our redesigning D&T project and debates. I think this is a really tricky one to answer and our expert group felt that it was an important question that needed debating. Do design decisions involve value judgments? I think firstly, I'd be saying, what do you mean by a value judgment, a values judgment? And maybe in your response to Andy's question, you'll explore what you understand and what your views are of what value judgments are and then whether they actually impinge on or affect the design decisions that designers make and also that children make in D&T lessons. So do join the debate. We're always open to conversation and discussion on this. But for now, on to the next episode. Do you want to share what you're doing in design and technology with others? You're listening to the Talking D&T podcast. I'm Dr. Alison Hardy, a writer, researcher and advocate of design and technology education. In each episode, I share views, news and opinions about D&T. So it's a familiar voice back on the podcast again this week. How many times is it now, Matt? Three, four? Yeah, at least three. Yeah, fantastic to be back. Uh, well, of course, of course it is, you know, because it's not as if we haven't talked in between much since the no, last episode. No, no just, <laughs> just listeners in, we, we were saying the other day that uh, we had to organise this late in the day or else we'd end up talking and talking and talking afterwards, which we have already done a bit already. I was going to say, well, I did. we were going to start at half three. We then started at quarter past four because I had a shopping emergency, naturally. <laughs> and then, yeah, we've talked. We've already talked for 20 minutes, but we could have easily talked for a lot longer, but we have got commitments. Yeah. Um, you know, we have we have family and life to kind of pick up and uh, and talk to. And it is and it is the run up to Christmas. So we should we should be at least spending some time with family. Yes. yes. <laughs> so we're just recording this just before the before Christmas. Um, because we had a meeting this week and I said to Matt, we need to get you on the podcast to come and talk about PAP40. And if you're listening and thinking, what is PAP40? I'm going to hand over to Matt McLean to talk about what it is, where it is and what's happening with it. Over to you. Excellent. Okay, so PAT, uh, uh, as we know it in the in the PAT community, it stands for People's Attitudes Towards Technology. And it's an international conference. Uh, it's PAT 40 next year because it's the 40th uh, conference that's been going for well, probably over 40 years now. It didn't happen the year before last uh, because of COVID. Not the year before, the year before last uh, because of COVID. Uh, so, yes, yeah, it's been going for, for over 40 years. It started in, in Holland uh, with uh, Professor Mark de Vries. Uh, and it's, it's grown, it's evolved. It goes from university to university uh, each year. Uh, and Alison and I have been... Uh, privileged to be part of that for uh, a number of years and we've both been to a number of, of international conferences around the world. Yeah I was just thinking actually earlier when which was the first one you went to? Uh, I went to the one in Stockholm in 2012 first. And I remember listening to you actually I remember um, the room we were in actually uh-huh. yeah because we had yeah we had breakout rooms. I, my first one was the previous year at in London. Yes, yes, I hadn't managed to get to, to that one. Uh, yes, yeah, that was 2011. We were still new to teacher education at that point uh, and certainly new to uh, uh, to research. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, me and Sarah presented and the year before, 
um, Stephanie Atkinson, Professor Stephanie Atkinson up at Sunderland mm. and Andrew, Andy Mitchell had been at Nottingham Trent visiting us, doing some examining mm. work. And we were talking about how do we get into research? And they were both like, you need to get into the PAC conferences mm. because the PAC conferences are really friendly. Have we yeah. actually said what PAC stands for yet? Yeah, pupils' attitudes towards technology. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that yeah. was all to do with the survey, wasn't it, that Mark yes. Rees yeah. and, and colleagues were developing. But, yeah, so me and Sarah put in an abstract for the for the conference, you know, because Stephanie and Andy encouraged us to and said that, you know, it's, it's a friendly conference because some research conferences are really scary. Yeah. And um, and we went along and we presented. And I have to say, uh, now I'm a bit older and wiser, what we presented was not appropriate really for the conference. Yeah. But it was the fact that, you know, the editor who was Kay Stables, you know, I, I think I think we just felt kind of welcomed in and we had lovely people like some of the key people in science technology came and sat and listened to us and it was just so lovely and nobody said you shouldn't be presenting that here or anything like that do you know what I mean we were asked questions and it was just lovely yes so, yeah yeah and I, I know we've talked about my paper at the Stockholm Pat in Stockholm uh, and that was really sort of a bit like a blunderbuss just shooting out lots of ideas uh, all over the place but yeah it it, it is that sort of wonderful uh, community w where you can sort of uh, have a go w without getting shot down uh, and uh, yeah and grow into research rather than have to having to get to a, a high level and then sort of step step in uh, at the same level as others uh, yeah. yeah yeah well I I did get shot down in Stockholm oh a wow. little bit yeah so I had somebody questioning what we were doing I don't kind of really remember it. Maybe I just kind of mm. hid, hid what happened. And somebody else related the story to me because I couldn't remember all of this. But apparently yeah. somebody stood up and, and sort of said something kind of quite attacking about my research. And I kind of didn't know quite what to say. And somebody else stepped in and yes. deflected it and, yeah. and developed it and asked me another question. Yeah. yeah. I won't say who that person was. <laughs> Um, but somebody else who yeah. told me the story said that they said to them quietly, that was really nicely done. That's what yes. that's all about. Yes, exactly. And that's sort of, that sort of being challenged is really unusual in the PAC community because uh, uh, even when someone's got something critical to say, they, they almost always put it in a very supportive uh, way. Uh, and uh, almost to the extent where uh, I, I did have a conversation a few years or a few pats ago uh, with a colleague from South Africa, uh, and you could tell he was saying, oh, he thought I should be sort of going in a bit of a different direction, but he was doing it very gently. Uh, and I almost felt like he said, come on, give it to me a bit more directly what you said. <laughs> I did I did have somebody in Marseille. It sounds all really glamorous, doesn't it, that we've been to Stockholm and, and Marseille. Yeah. Um, I did have somebody in Marseille because I asked loads of questions in Marseille. Did you, yeah. did you get to the Marseille one? Yes. Oh, yeah, Marseille. Yeah, that, that was fantastic venue. The Palais oh. de right over looking over the harbour was, yeah, second to none. In terms Just of amazing. Just amazing, that one. And I think that was one of the only ones that my husband's come with me. And we kind of made it into mm. a bit of a, a bit of a trip, a bit of a holiday. Um, but, yeah, I because I ended up I ended up doing more presentations because I don't remember um, – Two colleagues, Marion Rutland and David Barlex, couldn't make it. Yes, and I stupidly in an email said, Is there anything I can do? And I found yeah. myself presenting their papers. Yeah. It became yeah. a bit of a joke, didn't it? That I kind of kept popping up in all these different places. 
presenting yeah. presenting research about robotics and about you know food yeah. education and and yeah. so, um but I was also I was actually on fire that week so I was asking loads of questions throughout the week yeah. and a colleague from America um who I've since been to stay with when I went to the the Philadelphia Pat yeah. he when I did my presentation about my research he asked me a really provocative question mm. and he said to me a couple of years later that he felt guilty about it but he'd done it because apparently I'd done it to him earlier in the week it was uh, like payback but actually yeah. that question changed yeah. kind of quite a significant part mm. of my PhD research so yeah, yeah it's friendly and yeah. you get that but when you've got a good relationship with me, me and this guy we'd met in New Zealand and yeah. then we'd met in Marseille and then we I'd said subsequently yeah. I then went to stay with him in Baltimore and I went to the Philadelphia conference. So actually mm. the friendship really grew over that time and he's been on the podcast. But yeah, yeah these things are, you develop you develop friendships, relationships, contacts, you know, yes. you get to meet some fab people. Yeah. Um, and, and, and by the by, you get to hear some really good research. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, and it is, uh, it's not like a, like a, not any other sort of conference uh, that you might go to as a teacher where you've got, uh, big speakers from outside coming in. Basically, everyone's there in the same boat. Everyone's almost everyone's presenting. Relatively few few people uh, are uh, are there just to listen. Yeah. Uh, almost everyone is there to participate uh, and to share the research from um, teachers doing uh, masters or doctorates uh, to experienced teacher educators and researchers. Um, yeah, professors. From- it's, a, it's a complete level playing field, isn't it? Because there's no keynote. Everybody has the same amount of time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's lovely. It's lovely. So come on, tell us about Pat Forty then and, and what your role is. Pat's going to be the best. Pat Forty's going to be the best, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not then, competitive. Uh, yeah. You just said it's a really nice conference. Anyway, go yeah, on. No, no. Uh, I, I'm, I'm so excited to bring it to Liverpool. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, yeah, I mean, partly to share Liverpool because I think it's a fantastic city. Um, I, not that I haven't loved going to more exotic places, uh, but uh, uh, yeah, I, so Pat Liverpool uh, is going to be in some ways very similar to other Pats. People are going to uh, be sending in uh, their uh, abstracts uh, for uh, consideration for the conference uh, at the end of January, 27th of January, I think is the deadline for, for, for Pat papers, and that's 300 word abstracts. Uh, on top of that, we've we're, got the call out, which doesn't usually happen at Pat for, for academic posters, which tend to be sort of five to a uh, thousand to a, a, a sort of five hundred to a thousand words. Um, but also, again, we're, we're putting out a call for a third thing, which is uh, some uh, uh, workshops, uh, and we're going to be particularly focusing on uh, aspects of, of equality, diversity, and inclusion in design and technology. Because uh, there has been some work done around uh, around EDI in, in some areas of DNT, but there's other areas that just haven't been touched on. So I'm really interested to see well what uh, what is there uh, that yeah it's based on evidence, based on 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 experience, but but doing things in a bit di- different way, getting us to think uh, a, a bit about about equality, diversity, and inclusion in DNT. Yeah, I, I, that, that's that's a really exciting sort of new thing and the posters as well um to be doing yeah you can kind of you're kind of not using your, your grand title that you are you know the what's what's the conference title that you've got oh, conference chair you're the conference chair yeah. sounds you know very communications director i am communications director 
correct? Which I just, sorry, I, I shouldn't laugh. I kind of think it's hilarious. Basically, I'm doing the social media and the newsletter. Because, um, yeah, I've kind of got to do something. I've got to interfere and kind of, you know, have my penny worth somewhere. Um, and then our good friend Sarah Davis is doing, is the editor-in-chief for the for the proceedings, which is the book with all the, the conference things yeah. in. So, yeah. So I suppose if people are listening and they want to get involved, mm-hmm. I suppose what they can do is they can write an abstract. Um, yeah. going, well, what's an abstract? Then um, I'm doing a workshop on Monday the 9th. Uh, yeah. That's January familiar. sounds about yes. right in the evening. Yeah. I'm doing a lot on Monday the 9th, actually. Um, <laughs> but Monday the 9th in the evening, I'm doing a, a short workshop online for people who have done some research or have done some thinking about design and technology and they want to share it, but they don't know what this means to write an abstract. And can I just check, Matt, that people do an abstract for the papers as well as for the posters? Yes, yes. And it's basically the same thing, uh, 300 words. um, And there's a little bit of information and guidance on the the PAT conference website. Uh, But uh, to get a bit of confidence, if you're unfamiliar with with the idea of writing an abstract, uh, it's a lot more straightforward than it seems. Uh, but uh, yeah, it'd be a really useful session, Alison, to uh, to explore what that means and give you a bit more confidence. But also be confident that, that we're looking for for for, uh, for reasons to accept rather than reject. Yeah, to, uh, reject. absolutely. So really, to be, uh, I was talking to one of my EdD uh, uh, students uh, earlier today, saying, "Look, uh, you're either going to be having to put something which is completely irrelevant uh, to the conference theme, or extremely badly written, but for us not to be giving it a chance." Uh, and we will give you feedback. Uh, so if it's not, if it could be better, we will give you feedback to improve it, uh, and we'll help to to guide you. Uh, but it's a very inclusive and and encouraging and nurturing uh, conference. So uh, so if you are a teacher out there, if you've not presented uh, much event or any uh, research, then there's a really really good place for you to start. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Pat Thompson, who's a professor at the University of Nottingham, I think she <laughs> describes abstracts as a tiny story yes or a tiny tale so basically you write your whole research in 300 words yeah what you did why you did it (laughs) what you found out what this means that's it yeah Yeah. and essentially what it's for is so people can look at it without having to read your whole paper and get a flavor of what what it's all about yeah work out whether it's worth their while reading yeah yeah so 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 having them well written actually then pulls people into kind of to kind of come and listen. So so that's the first deadline is January yeah. the 27th to get an abstract in. And yeah. I think, yeah, what people have to think about is I've got I've got an idea. Just if it's if you get something in, you get feedback. If you don't get anything, you don't get any feedback. Yes. Um and, and the worst case scenario is you see it as a tutorial. Yes. You know, you get you get free you get free feedback. Um and Sarah's overseeing that process, isn't yeah. she? Yeah, so it would be double blinds, uh, which uh, for those you're not familiar with that, uh, re- uh, re- uh, reviewed by two people who won't know who you are, uh, uh, so it's your name won't be on it. Uh, so it's anonymous, anonymously uh, reviewed, and the two reviewers will review in isolation. Yeah, and also that means that that you know people don't look at your work and kind of go, well, I know what Alison Hardy writes about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not interested. Oh, yeah. you know just reject you know and you just you don't have that kind of personal sway yeah so people uh, then get feed get feedback yeah and then if if they want they they write a three thousand word paper which is a development i mean they could be writing that now do you know what i mean you don't have to do this yeah. in this order do you 
no, and they definitely. submit that and it, and that again gets reviewed yeah. but also so if they're doing a poster they do the abstracts and then they do the poster and they have to submit the poster as well uh, yeah, so so the poster uh, I will be submitted. Yeah, um, we're looking at uh, be, uh, being able to get it printed for people travelling at a distance as well. So particularly people travelling from from abroad uh, to to come to Liverpool. Uh, so we'll put in uh, there'll be a small charge for it, but but it will, will mean you won't have to Brilliant. bring uh, your poster, which uh, I think we're going to stipulate it will be like an A1 poster. Yeah, yeah. So I think what we haven't said is the actual dates. Yes. Okay. So yes, the dates that would be really useful for people to know. So we have uh, the dates are going to be Tuesday the thirty first of October to Friday the third of November, uh, which those twenty twenty three, twenty twenty three. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so uh, um, for those of you who are quick off the mark, you'll say, "Oh, that's in our half term." That might be in everyone's half term, uh, but we've tried to deliberately to put it in the half term uh, because we know there there are. Uh, a number of teachers in England uh, and elsewhere in the UK who who uh, wouldn't be able to attend uh, if it was during term time, wouldn't be able to get released from school. Uh, so, so whilst I might put off uh, some uh, teachers, uh, we know it's going to uh, be attractive to, uh, to, to many teachers. Um, and it's a great opportunity. So if you come for a bit of an extended time, Liverpool's a fantastic city to, to visit. Uh, so there's lots, there's lots to see. We're going to have social activities at the moment. Uh, fingers crossed. I've been talking to uh, Marketing Liverpool, who support with conferences in Liverpool. Uh, I'm trying to get costings to do the Mersey Ferry, or an event on the Mersey Ferry. Uh, I, I, if you remember the uh, uh, the song Ferry Across the Mersey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's showing our age, actually, Matt. So but there young, we go. The younger ones, do a Google search for that. I think it's Jerry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, but I'm not, no, I'm not that old. No. no. No, we're not. Yeah, it's beyond, beyond our time. Uh, it's, but, it's our parents. But, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So, so it's going to be uh, in in the autumn. Uh, so, th so thinking about uh, about timelines. So the call for papers is out there. The deadline uh, for for the papers is the end of January. Um, I, we'll, you'll get notifications if you submit uh, in March. So about around about mid March. Uh, we'll then. Uh, we're going to publish the abstracts in advance so people coming to the conference can get uh, a bit of a heads up what to expect. Now, they will be draft abstracts because quite often you tweak and you improve your abstract. Um, uh, but then around about May time, you'll be submitting your uh, your full draft of, of your paper and there'll be a bit more feedback with that. Um, I'm hoping to get the, the uh, early bird booking rates fees up uh, in June. So, so there's plenty of time and there will be an early bird rate and there'll be a regular rate. Uh, the regular rate will come in uh, around about September time. Right, so, okay. Uh, so if you're able to book uh, before uh, before September, you're, you're likely to get a, a lower rate, and there will be day rates as well. I was, I was going to ask, so for, for teachers who might not want to, yes. you know, to use pejorative language, give up the whole of their half yes. term, they can just come... Yeah. We'll have day rates and we'll have student rates as well. Yeah. So if you're a master student or, or a, a doctoral student, uh, there'll be rates for that. Or a student, or a student teacher. Yes, a student. Oh, yeah, of course, student teacher. Student yeah, teachers. Yeah, for those uh, as well. Uh, so uh, I'm working at the moment with our uh, finance team to uh, to go through the costings and the budgeting, uh, and uh, and hopefully, um, so early next year, uh, we'll be able to publish the the fees, the conference fees. No, I, I, yeah, I think I think it's been really good. 
I think it's going to be really good. And that's not just because I'm going to be communicating and telling everybody. So I've got to say it's good. But no, I, I think I think it's going to be really good. And I know that you've really got the drive behind it, Matt. And it's going to be a fab contact conference led by you. Yeah. And the fab conferences are lovely. I mean, so for people who are listening who kind of think, well, is, does this really work for teachers? So last year it was in Newfoundland. And Matt, you went all the yes. way to Newfoundland. And me... For people who follow me on Instagram will know that I was doing a new kitchen. So new kitchens and international travel don't work cost-wise. Um, I stayed at home, but I managed to get some funding for five teachers in the UK to attend. And we came together in Nottingham and attended virtually last last time um, because they were given that option because we were still sort of coming out of the end of the pandemic, weren't we? Um, but but those teachers, you might want to you might want to contact them. They're all on social media. Um, so Drew Wicken came along. He didn't present, but he came along. Um, I can't remember. Richard Brown, Claire Vickery, um, Daniela Scalacci, um, Jojo Chiggy, and Brendan Anglim also presented. And most of them are around on social media somewhere. Um, so if you want to find out what it was like and whether we're just hyping it up because we want to get more people through the door, um, you know, have a chat to them about, about what it was like. Oh, it, was, it was it was great to be to be working with uh, Daniela in particular was working with on the paper that's uh, uh, that I was involved with. Uh, that's a really good experience. Yeah, yeah, and I I kind of remember actually it's, it's Daniela Scalacci Roland. There we go. I've got to get it right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and that's the other way of doing it is you know so Matt you led on a paper didn't you that mm. that Daniela co-authored along with yeah. Kay Tony Ryan and myself. So we all did little bits of mm. it. Um, it might be that you you want to team up with somebody, yeah. Um, yeah. Or you might want to find somebody who's done some writing before because you might not feel so confident. So you might be able yeah. to to help help you out. But yeah, it's it's going to be a good conference. And even if you can't come along, the proceedings are published after the conference, so you can get hold of all that research and yeah. and see what we've been talking about about yeah. during that week. Yeah. And if you are interested in writing something, don't be afraid of reaching out to. Uh, uh, pe- people like us. I mean, the worst we can say is no. We we just don't have the time to support. Yeah. Uh, but but you never know. I, I, I there's been a few people in the last year have reached out to me and um, and we're working together at the moment to to put to get, pull together uh, abstracts. Uh, and uh, yeah, there are people out there who who will be happy to support. And as we said, the worst that people can say is sorry, but no, I can't yeah. help you. Uh, and at least it, it shows people that you're interested yeah. in developing a profile uh, in research. And you've, and you've got something you want to share and say. Yes. And and, and, what, and if we can't, we'll, we'll invariably know somebody who can. Yes. Yeah. Who, who we can yeah. kind, of, kind of team people up yeah. with. And, and it's, in, it's in our interest uh, to, to do that if we can do it, uh, because then we're showing impact. And that's yeah. something we are measured on in universities yeah. with academics on the impact that... Uh, that our research has and we have on, on research uh, yeah. so, uh, so so it's not it's not purely altruistic uh, no. so, so you don't need to feel that uh, uh, you're going to be causing great inconvenience uh, <laughs> to anyone or offending anyone uh, if anything they're, they're going to be uh, pleasantly uh, surprised or or, uh, or very open to having a conversation yeah. with you yeah, people are people are generous, yeah. sort of with with their yeah. family. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We do get payback. It yeah. sounds awful, but but that but that does happen. But yeah, yes. and it, and we do need more people writing in design and technology. Yes. you know, we I do need in yeah in schools sharing yeah. what they're doing in their curriculum 
um, yeah. you know, what they're doing with their pedagogy, what they're doing with their assessment, how, how they're trying different things out and what they're testing. And that was Jojo's work last year. Jojo was an action research project that she talked about, about how she tried to develop the curriculum and the impact that had. Yeah. Um, so if you're yeah. doing things like that, then then you can be working on that. Yeah, yeah and we, we were talking before, curriculum is one of those areas that there's um, there's very little research in D&T uh, on, on curriculum and yeah. curriculum models. Uh, there's also very little research on special educational needs in design and technology. Uh, there, so there's, there's all sorts of gaps which are, yeah. are really important things, uh, but uh, but they haven't been uh, researched and published. And people might have researched them, done, done them as part of masters or doctoral uh, studies, uh, but they're not really out there in the public domain. Yeah, that that that's the challenge, and we have to kind of build up that knowledge yeah. base around the subject. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, Matt, thank you very much. Yeah. And um, we'll put some links in the show notes to the Pat Forty website. Yeah. We'll put the dates in. Um, we might even put some links to where you can yeah. find the previous Pat proceedings if you're just Excellent. interested in seeing what other research yeah. has happened. Uh, and if you're out there with an organisation who's got a bit of money to uh, throw around, <laughs> to support, uh, uh, some teachers and schools. So Alison's Alison's uh, uh, knowledge exchange project last year was fantastic, and it was fantastic that. There are people willing to fund that. So if you are out there and you're part of uh, an organisation which, which gives funding uh, for research, we'll be very open to, to uh, <laughs> contributions that would support teachers to come from schools. Yeah, that's the important bit. The PAP conference. Just, so just to be a bit bit selfish there and just put a call out uh, and say uh, that is that's something that we're wanting to do to try and help engage more teachers uh, with, with D&T research. No, that's a, that's a good shout out because we do need. Yeah, I, I was fortunate to get some money. I was sponsored last year by Edge Foundation and HME Technologies, and through Martin Hale, um, provided us with some money to pay for conference fees and to pay for some supply costs for the for the five teachers, and that and then I was able to get some money from my university to pay for accommodation and travel, and that that made a big difference. But. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like I can go back to the same organisations again, and I can't guarantee that I'm going to get anything from the yeah. university this year. Um, yeah. But you know, we'll kind of keep knocking on doors yeah, and yeah. See, see if we can get some scholarships. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's all, all part of the plan. So again, if you're a teacher listening to that, do keep an eye on the website. So, so we will uh, we'll, we'll put information out there if we manage to, to secure funding uh, yeah. for, for scholarships uh, to, to attend. Um, we, we do try and keep the costs as low as possible, but we, yeah. we do need to cover costs. Yeah. Right. Thanks very much, Matt. That's been great. Fantastic. Okay. Well, I'm sure you'll be back again to talk about oh, something yeah. else yeah. at some point. <laughs> okay. I'm Dr. Alison Hardy, and you've been listening to the Talking DT podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, then do subscribe on whatever platform you use, and do consider leaving a review as it does help others find the podcast. I do the podcast because I want to support the DNT community in developing their practice. So please do share the podcast with your DNT community. If you want to respond to something I've talked about or have an idea for a future episode, then either leave me a voice memo via SpeakPipe or drop me an email. You can find details about me, the podcast and how to connect with me on my website, dralisonhardy.com. Also, if you want to support the podcast financially, you can become a patron. Links to SpeakPipe, Patreon and my website are in the show notes. Thanks for listening.